When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, and welcome in on a on a Saturday here. A special, I guess, kind of an emergency, I don't know, like developing news yeah. episode here. I like that. <laughs> developing <laughs> news <laughs> is exactly right. Because you never know. You know, and, and we kind of no. knew that we were going to be on alert for... Emergency episodes. The Vikings have to make moves to get under the cap, and uh, I don't know if we figured that they would be this rumored and reportedly in the mix for Deshaun Watson. But that's what has us firing up the microphones here. It's Mackie. It's Judd. Uh, our guy Dex may join. I think he's bouncing around. We all kind of said, right, "Listen, we're all going to be out and about, you know, enjoying yeah. uh, you know, our weekends." But we'll, we'll we'll come together as we need to here for emergency episodes. But uh, we're going to dive into the Deshaun Watson reports and rumors here in just a second, presented by Surly Brewing Company and our friends at TCL TVs, where uh, they've got a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Show us your cans and show us your sets. That's what we <laughs> ask of you guys. Send us pictures of your, uh, your Surly cans and your TCL sets. So, all right, so yesterday... Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, so he has 22 active civil suits against him right now, alleging sexual assault. Ten of them attempted to go forward with criminal charges, uh, but a grand jury decided not to pursue those yesterday. So from a legal standpoint, he does not face criminal charges. He could face suspension from the NFL. I would say he likely will face suspension from the NFL, depending on how these civil suits pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's certainly not out of the woods on having to settle these civil suits. But uh, the fact that he doesn't face criminal charges means that the floodgates are open for the Texans to trade him, and there's multiple teams interested. And most notably, former Texans insider, and he now works for the Pro Football Network, Aaron Wilson, has linked the Vikings to Deshaun Watson, saying they have pursued him despite the fact that they still have Kirk Cousins under contract. Um I guess just to further set the scene here, we know that based on multiple reports, based on things Judd has heard, the Vikings have been in talks over the last few days with Kirk Cousins on a potential extension. The two sides have not reached a deal. You can kind of glean what you want from that. Vikings say, hey, listen, we'd love to keep you around, but it can't be for break the bank money. We've got to build a team around you. And Kirk, who's the king of contract negotiations and leverage, has not agreed to anything yet. Right. So... I'll throw it to you, Judd. What do you make of all of this Deshaun Watson steam that has come out? It seems very legitimate, and I'm kind of surprised by it, quite frankly. First of all, I think that the Vikings' priority from Quasi uh, Adolfa Mensa, their new GM, to Kevin O'Connell, their new coach, the priority is to lock up Cousins long-term. Like, we can debate it. We can say that's stupid. We can say it's brilliant. But at the end of the day, if they had their druthers kirk would walk in and say you know what guys let's let's do a fair deal for both sides let's let's make it long term not three years let's go five six years and i think if kirk and his camp did that today that a contract would be done quickly so so they're finding out who kirk cousins is correct well and i think shocking total guess here total guess i think that um crazy and probably o'connell more so, who who Cousins clearly talked up. Like, this guy'd be great. I played played with, with him as my quarterback coach in 2017. Yeah. Uh, I think that those two guys thought, yeah, Kirk didn't like Mike. 
No surprise there. And Kirk did business with Rick, but I think they thought, hey, we're going to personalize this more. And they probably pitched Kirk on, you know, dude, you're going to be involved now and we're going to meet with, with you all the time, not just once a week. Um, and I think that they thought, hey, this is going to work out great. And Kirk contractually is Kirk. And so Kirk's been like, yeah, that's great, but but I got to get – and. So, so Phil, if we can hit on this briefly, because I think that there's great confusion on on Kirk, because uh, he's such a hot button topic. So, I would just like to brief briefly touch on nothing to do with any passion towards the subject and touch on the problem. The problem is his contract. A lot of us know that, but more specifically, let's get to the heart of the problem. It's the short-term contracts that Kirk likes, which he does on purpose, which, by the way, is really, if you can do it, super smart. Um, but so Kirk has has one year, as we all know, and $45 million left on his contract from the two-year extension that he signed in March of 2020. That's going to be 2022. So the problem is this. You can't create a void year or smooth out that cap hit unless Kirk agrees to it. Yes. And, and so he's got them right now. He has them. And I think they thought, Hey, Kirk will play ball with us. He'll like us. And he's not. And so that's where just from a complete standpoint of not being passionate, taking sides, that's where Quasi and, and O'Connell to a certain degree are running into a huge problem yeah. because they know that in order to build a roster around Kirk that's going to help Kirk win, they need some of that cash back. He mm. is saying, uh-uh, not unless I break the bank again. So that's the problem. Dude. On Watson, I agree with you in, in being surprised that it was six teams floated as being uh, pursuers of Deshaun and at least making contact with the Texans. The Panthers, the Browns, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Saints, Vikings. I agree with you on being surprised because of this. Deshaun Watson is a great player. Like, there's no doubt. He is He is statistically, you'll, you'll talk about this, but he is a fantastic player who did not play in 2021 based first on his problems off the field and second on the, the fact that going back to, I think it was January of 2021, before all of the all of the problems in his life came up. He had basically said, I want out. But are the Wilfs, Quasi, and Kevin O'Connell and the entire franchise going to take on a guy who still has, like it or not, 22 civil suits pending? And, yeah. and we are now in 2022, which means, which means this. A grand jury elected not to indict him. That does not mean that the rest of the world thinks, well, those those women weren't telling the truth. That's not how this plays now, right, Phil? Yeah. So yeah. so my point is of these six teams, how many can truly stomach the, the truth, which is there could be far more here? And and look, there are going to be certain teams, certain certain places where fans will push back, and that's fine. But I mean, if you're the Vikings, do you want your first move to be, we got our quarterback and he still has 22 civil lawsuits and fill a potential suspension hanging over his head? I don't know if the answer is yes to that question. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely two massive, massive lanes to, to go down here. There's the football lane, which we will like. I think we should absolutely go down that lane. I think that's the lane that ultimately is 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 going to be the one that you know people are interested in long term. But but we have to start on on the the other lane, which is all right. I I would personally, I would have a hard time just getting behind Deshaun Watson as a person mm-hmm. if he was the quarterback of the Vikings or anybody really. Like it would be really hard for me to get excited about Deshaun Watson representing the state of Minnesota and the Vikings, uh, even though, listen, this is a really, really murky gray area here. And, and I understand that he's not going to face uh, legal charges here. But for 22 women to have come forward with civil lawsuits, like it's just there's a, mm, there's a lot, of, lot of smoke there. Right. A lot of smoke there. Now, on the flip side, do I believe people re- uh, re- uh, deserve redemption chances and second chances? Yes, I do. Uh, 
and somebody's going to give him a second chance. And then that hopefully he you know becomes a better human and learns from the things that he has done and and he said it yesterday and he, you know he has to say this he said I, now it's time to you know to to bring my name back to where it was or even better and you know I know that I have work to do obviously you can't come out and fully apologize because if he apologizes then you know, what are you apologizing for I thought you did nothing wrong right but you could tell in that press conference you know I, that looked like a guy who felt the weight of the world coming off of his shoulders and felt guilty and remorse and you can only hope that. Uh, if he didn't do, uh, if he did indeed do bad things, like twenty-two women allege, that he will become a better human and, and all those things. So he's going to get a chance with somebody, and he is an excellent quarterback. And the Vikings have reached a crossroads and potentially a stalemate with Kirk Cousins, and that brings us to the football side of this discussion. Deshaun Watson has a much better, even though he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks, he has a much more flexible and better contract than Kirk Cousins does mm-hmm. to maneuver money around. If you want, his cap hits actually go down from like $40 million into the mid-30s over the next two or three years. You could extend him because he's younger and he's probably more willing to sign long-term extensions. And he is unequivocally a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. In fact, before the 2020 train wreck season where that entire team was trying to get the head coach, Bill O'Brien, fired, you know, he had a three-touchdown lead on the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, they were, they were you know, beating the brakes off the world champions. Mm-hmm. Or a team, I can't remember if that was the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the, to the Bucks. whatever. I think it was a first-round game, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, I can, you know, and, and we'll go through some of the football things here. But, like, you look at the analytics, you look at the late-game performances, and Deshaun Watson is one or two levels above in quarterback tiers, Kirk Cousins. Yep. So from a football perspective, he makes the Vikings better. I need to know what the trade is. I need to know, is it two first-round picks? Is it three? Is it two and a player? Is it Daniil Hunter? You know, and we can get all these things. But I guess just <clears throat> long point longer, I need him before I can get behind him personally to show all kinds of remorse, to show that he is getting better as a human being, and to never have anything like this pop up ever again. I think he deserves a second chance. Someone's going to give it to him. We'll see if it's the Vikings. So if the Vikings were on the verge of of winning a Super Bowl, this would bother me, but I think you would think about it long and hard. The Vikings aren't. I really, I will stick with this in my argument about not thinking Kirk needs to be back, Deshaun Watson. I really want Quasi Dofa, Mensa, and Kevin O'Connell to find a quarterback. But, but who he's, is like, not, he's like 27, though. Right? Who is he's, not, like, he's 26. 28. He's 26. But, but, but what I'm saying is, with the baggage, the contract, this to me... If this guy had had no baggage, I'd say, yeah, sign me up. What the heck? Let's do it. But he does. I just have a real i I have a real struggle with with doing with doing this with the background that he's going to bring with the suspension. I, I guess here here's my question: If you do this, and you have talked about the culture. Setting a new culture, right, Phil? Like that's a big and and we can we can mock that and we can debate that word and like we can do whatever we want. But the reality is that is their word. Like they talked about that, and they're not wrong. I, Zim Zim, you know, was um, a tyrant, I guess, by the the end. And I don't think that Rick was Mister Personable. And I think that it created a real um, uh, sour atmosphere. If you bring in a guy. With 22 lawsuits, or at, at least 22 civil suits against him, and that guy is going to come in and be easily the most important player the day he steps in the door of your franchise. I know he's great. This might sound crazy, but is that the message when you claim that you're trying to change things, the culture? Is that the message that you want to send within your building and to your fan base? Well, I, th- I think when they talk about culture, they talk about football culture. They talk about but winning. But that starts it's, it's with about people, winning too. Okay, yeah, but, okay but, they, but the Texans went you know, double-digit wins two years in a row and, and, and were on the verge of an AFC championship game. 
you know, their football culture was better because of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me here because I'm I'm not going to sit here like I disagree with you. I think from a football perspective, he absolutely improves the football culture. But I'm not going to sit here and like bang the table and go all in for him because I have a hard time getting behind a guy that has 22 <laughs> civil suits of sexual misconduct. And that's my point. So but like... I mean, that's my point. This this is if he did not if he had demanded a trade, which he did. And the legal problems never came up. He's traded to like the Bears by by now, and he's great. Like I would have been all in there. I'm just saying, this is such a murky deal here that I I struggle with with this being your first huge move. I just do. Sorry. Here's the thing, though. Like like when you talk about because con- you brought up contract with him, and I and I've heard that from a lot of people. The other his contract is. Uh, you know, it's kind of an albatross and I'm just going to pull it up real quick here so we can, we can talk about it. So he has, I think four years left on his deal when he signed it, it was kind of, Whoa, him and and then Patrick Mahomes signed his, it was like all of a sudden quarterbacks are getting paid $40 million a year for the first time. September, 2020, I believe. Yep. Yep. So his cap hit for this year jumps to $40 million. Keep in mind, Kirk's is 45. Uh, then his cap hit jumps to, to $42 million in 2023. Keep in mind, Kirk is pushing, according to reports, for 40 to $45 million or more per year on short-term inflexible deals where you can't move cap around like you can with Patrick Mahomes' 10-year contract. Yep. Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year, like half a billion dollar contract. Right. And in the first year of it, because when you have 10 years of space to move cap money around, yep. they reduced his cap number to $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. Because they can, because mm-hmm. that's a long-term deal, right? So uh, 40, 42, and then in 2024, it, it actually lowers to 37. And then in 2025, it lowers to 32. So you could, and by the way, he's 30 years old when the contract's up. Yep. So because of his age, you could extend. You There's so much flexibility right. if you feel like, oh, okay, 2022 is kind of a reset year. So yep. let's 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 have the cap hit be higher, but in 2023 we can bring it down to 25 million and push some money into the you know to, into 2024, five, six, seven. You just have flexibility with his contract. It's not a bad contract when you compare it to the short term ironclad deals that Kirk wants to sign. Right. And then when you account for the fact that Deshaun Watson is just an objectively better quarterback. So I don't look at the contract. It's a big contract. But I don't look at the contract as being a huge hindrance to what you're trying to do because of the flexibility that you have and because Rob Brzezinski is one of the best in the business at moving money around. Well, and, and Kirk's, uh, Kirk's contracts here have actually presented a really good example of when the salary cap is not fake. When you have a short-term contract at which the money is due, that makes it not fake. Yeah. Ten-year contracts, long-term, it's not fake, but to your point from before, Phil – you can move the money around easily, and on Kirk's contract, you can't. I'm just saying, Deshaun Watson's an exciting name. The, the fact that the Vikings are being linked to him is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on on what you read and hear, it sounds like there is like it's a genuine, not just a phone call. It's a genuine interest. All of that being said. I am I am loath to get too excited because there are obstacles presented that I don't know that the franchise itself and me personally can get past. So an, another factor here is he has a no trade clause, and so he would he would have to approve. I think there's only like six or seven players in the league that have actual no no trade clauses. He's Kirk one had one previously, but not in this contract. Yep. And he kind of has one because, you know, his <laughs> he's got a year screwed clause, yeah. but that's a different. So he's got this no trade clause. Um, I haven't seen any of the big hitters report on who he'd waive it for. Our uh, our friend uh, Vikes Central sent out a tweet like an hour ago. And Vikes Central has been right on some things. But Vikes Central said that, uh, I don't know, he's catching steam that that Watson has a short list of three and that the Vikings would would waive it. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. That's obviously like he gets to decide. Right. Um, I think the question is, if the Vikings decided with all the things we just talked about, okay, so there's the human side of this, there's the public perception side of this, and then there's the football side of this, Mm -hmm. which, quite frankly, 
and maybe unfortunately the football side of things tends to wash over almost everything else in life Absolutely. Uh, for people. But um, what would it take to get him? How many first-round picks would it take? Would the Texans want a combination of picks and or players? Like the Seahawks wanted picks and players for Russell Wilson. You know, I got to think that two or three first-round picks – probably the starting point for conversations and then maybe another pick or a player and uh and keep in mind too Kirk Cousins is still on the team so what if you acquired Deshaun Watson you would presumably be trading Kirk for something and you don't know what that would be to keep in mind as well there is I don't think Houston would want Kirk back so you've got to move Kirk elsewhere at that point so Kirk to Indy yeah Kirk yes Picks to the Vikings. It's not a Deshaun Watson to... Cousins trade. So it's probably like, let's say, um, you're probably right, two or three first-round picks to the Texans, perhaps a second or third-round pick, perhaps a player, and and then – but they wouldn't want Kirk back. So you would have to pivot then and trade Kirk. And at that point in time, my guess is you, you would probably have to trade Kirk on the cheap because the team that is trading – for him would now know you're, now you're desperate yeah. you're desperate to trade your cousins <laughs> so yeah i mean there's a lot of uh tentacles here and and again if you are a new gm and new coach as good as deshaun watson the quarterback and the football player might be are you going to immediately trade phil you know let's just say three first round picks that are all picks to start your tenure of trying to build a, a team that needs a quarterback but just as importantly, in some cases, really needs reinforcements, you know, at cornerback, defensively. So, like, there's a lot of questions, which, again, make me think that this would be a lot more tempting if you were going to just replace um, Kirk Cousins with Watson and Pop, right? Yeah, and I, I'm with you in that I don't I don't think this is, like, a Super Bowl contending team. I think Watson's better than Cousins, and I think if you Agreed. just put Watson on the same team— the Vikings are at least a win or two better. So I do think those and things. And they could be a seven seed, a six seed. That's the yep. thing. You're right about that. But I still think 2022 is a transition year. Now, you now you said something earlier. You said you know, you'd be more intrigued by the conversation if the Vikings were in plug-and-play win-now mode. Yes. But because of his age and because his, con- his current contract runs through 2025 and you'd still have the ability to, to extend him, I'm not as concerned about that. If you if you feel like your window is 2023, mm-hmm. he's still, I mean, he's still obviously 28 years old in 2023. I, I'm not saying it's simple. I'm just saying there's a counter to each each uh, part of this discussion. Yeah, no, there's a. I, to your point, you you could sit down and say he might be a terrible guy, but man, he's a good football player. And, and that's, quarterback. That's, that's that's like literally um, the discussion. Too, but right? <laughs> but but would the Wolves come in and say, "Hold on a second here. Are you guys serious?" There's so many things, and and don't forget too. One thing that I don't think that we are probably focusing on enough as as the new league year approaches at 3 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday is this: the Vikings have right or wrong made it a priority of collaboration is king, right? Like, we're going to have a lot of voices, committees. We're going to have a lot of – so so I would assume that as much of a football decision as a trade for or trading a quarterback would be, that you're, gonna, you're probably going to have more chefs in the kitchen than you did previously. And there's going to be dissension there. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah, and this is the ultimate. I mean, how I don't know how many cooks would be in that kitchen, but if it's five either, or if it's but... ten, you know there's going to be a huge split on this. Yes, right. And there's probably a split Bingo. on cousins. You know, the cousin stuff is so interesting because this 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 Watson discussion doesn't even happen if they get what they want on a team friendly extension for cousins. And there was a video clip that the Vikings sent out on social media of Kevin O'Connell showing the camera this framed Washington Cousins jersey Please. that Cousins sent him for how Please. great of a coach he was. Please. It's it's an autograph. He literally, like, in his office has a framed Cousins jersey. I mean, I hang it up. I he genuinely was... believe that Kevin O'Connell wants to work with Kirk Cousins. Right. I think it would be career suicide for both of those guys, Quasey and Kevin O'Connell, to lock into another three or four years of Kirk Cousins at big money. That's what they want. Now, and if if you know if Kirk wants to play for 
you know, 12%, 15% of the salary cap and give the, give the front office a chance to build a roster? Do I still think Kirk has deficiencies that prevent that team from winning a Super Bowl? I do, but like I'm, I can get behind that more than I can get behind this BS. Hold the Vikings, you know, to the fire in a in a third negotiation, dude. Do you want to? You're 34, man. Do you want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to win the negotiation at this point? And he clearly wants to win the negotiation. And in that case, yes. peace out. Yes, peace and out. and I do think this. I think the Vikings um, are not lowballing Kirk. So I, I don't think that, that they're, they're saying, Hey dude, take 25. Okay. And he's like, what? And they're like, take 25. Yeah. I think the Vikings are offering him extensions, multi-year extensions that are incredibly fair. Are, are they going to, are they going to skyrocket past the best quarterbacks? Probably not. Are they going to put him close to that uh, tax bracket? Yes. And he's still saying no. So unless this changes in the next a uh, few days, I'm convinced that the Cousins camp is intent on ha- having him play out his contract in 22 and going back to market, and it might be here, might not be here, breaking the bank one last time. Because what they are offering, I think, is very fair. So so it's not like these, uh, it, it's not the Judd and Phil special, which is, hey, take 12 bucks and go, go play. It's big contracts. But I think I hate, the whole, I hate that. but I think the whole God, thing, Phil. Doing? I think that Qu- that Quasi or Quasi and uh, Kevin. I really believe that they came into this thinking Kirk will react differently to us because, and they're right that they, they had heard that Mike couldn't stand him, which I think is probably correct. That Rick was Rick, you know, uh, and so I think they thought this is going to be great, you know, KOC, especially when when Kirk supposedly went to the Vikings and spoke up and said, KOC would be great. And so I think they all thought this is going to be hunky dory, one big happy family. And Kirk has said, Oh yeah, but the problem is contract. And, and I mean, right or wrong, despicable or admirable. The reality is this in five years or six years when he's done playing the mention of Kirk's name atop that list is going to be, those contracts were impressive, dude. I it's like the, the I know contract you hate it, stuff is so stupid. And if if Quasey and Kevin and I still, I think those guys are smart. I like the hires, but if those guys went in, oh maybe Kirk will take a team friendly deal and we can all kumbaya. It's like, dude, at what at what point in Kirk's quarterback life have you ever seen him do what's right for the team? Like even even when a, you can see him in certain games where all right, we, you. Got to make something happen here, and he literally throws a pass away. You know, in a uh, he'll he'll I know. it's hail mary time, and he'll literally throw the ball out of bounds to avoid an interception. Right, like it's always about him. Yes, and I th- I think they're realizing that here because I think if Kirk had any sort of inkling to help the team and to take a team friendly contract, dude, free agency opens unofficially on Monday because teams can start. Yeah, you can't sign till Wednesday. It would have been done by now. If Kirk was willing to play oh, yeah. ball with the Vikings. Matt Ryan just got think, done. Yeah. You, Aaron Matt, got done. And Matt Ryan was a – so and actually, I was going to say Matt Ryan was a restructure, but he he agreed to add void years to the contract. Yes. So, that's what, yes. So Matt Ryan agreed to help the team lower the cap hit to be better in a weak division, right. a gettable division in 2022. And right now, right now, the second that Rodgers contract is submitted officially to – the league, which it has not been yet, Kirk Cousins will be will have the carry the highest cap hit of any quarterback in the National Football League. Numero uno, we're talking Mahomes, we're talking Russell Wilson, Josh we're talking Allen. Rogers, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, and if you are a Cousins Crusader and say that's how it it should be, then you don't care one bit about the Vikings. You care about oh. Kirk, which is which Kirk does too. But, yeah, I mean, this is a really – keep in mind, too, 3 o'clock Wednesday, you have to be cap compliant. This team right now is $15 million plus over the cap, and and that's either going to include Kirk agreeing to some type of, of um, restructure of his contract or a new contract. If that's not the case and Kirk is not traded, which if you do trade him, will save you 
35 mil to the cap. That's going to include, you got to do something with Thielen or Kendricks or Harrison Smith or Cook. So by three o'clock Wednesday, you're going to have to have something probably pretty drastically done. Yeah. Not just because of Kirk, but just to have a roster. Yeah. No, and I'm sure they've got uh, contingency plans. I'm sure they've they've got sort of plan A, B, and C lined up. Okay, if if we have to keep Kirk for – by the way, keeping Kirk and playing out the last year of his contract is the absolute worst possible scenario because if you do that, you're not going to be able to win. I mean, you might be able to sneak in as like a seven seed, but you're going to have to you're going to have to reduce the number of good players on your roster. Right. You already you're sitting fifteen million over the cap right now, and you only have one starting cornerback signed, and it's Cam Dantzler. Mm-hmm. Pat Pete is not signed. Mackenzie Alexander is not signed. Anthony Barr is not signed. So you have one starting linebacker right now on your team. You need a starting center and, and a starting to, guard. And you're going to a three four. Yeah. So you're so, going to have to move like. So if, if Kirk wants to have his cap go up ten million from last year, like it's set to at forty five million dollars, then yep. you're not. Gonna, I'm sorry, like you're you're not competing with the Packers or you know the NFC is kind of open right now. But that's the thing. And if they do that, yes, they might get a, like a third round comp pick for letting him walk in free agency. But you wouldn't get your hands on that pick until two thousand twenty four. So to me, I'm at the point with Kirk. If somebody wants to give me two third round picks, you know the Carson Wentz package, and I'm just free of the thirty five million dollar, uh, you know, I, I, I loosen up thirty five million in cap, and I get a couple draft picks. Now I think the question is, you know, what can you get for Kirk? Is there any way you can get even a second and a third or something from the Colts? They don't have a first round pick this year. Right. Ideally, you'd be able to get their first round pick in two thousand twenty three. Maybe right. you can get like a third this year and a first in two thousand twenty three. That would be great if you get a first round pick for Kirk. Then the question is, okay, what would it take to get Deshaun? So let's say you you trade Kirk for a first in 2023 and a third this year to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Could you get Kirk for first-round pick this year, I guess two first-round picks next year, and then maybe a player? Maybe, I, I, I mean, Daniil Hunter, my God, now we're talking three first-round picks and one of the best edge right. rushers in the NFL. Right. That's but what I'm asking. It, but if you if you let's say you let's say it was just the three first round picks and like I don't know a, a player that I don't know maybe they t- I I don't know who it would be. Yep. Do you have enough ammunition in draft capital then to build your team for a 2023-25 window around Deshaun Watson? You're gonna have to hit on a bunch of second third round picks. I mean, the ideal would be find a young quarterback in the draft and and five years of team you know, control, but. You know what? If I am if I am Quasi, I gonna I'm gonna bank on myself. I'm gonna try and trade Kirk. I would love to get a 2023 first from the Colts. I think that's perfect. Give me a 2022 third, but I want two first round picks. If the quarterback class of 2023 in that in that draft is as good as we are hearing it potentially could be, I now have ammunition if my team and the Colts are good but not great to move up um I feel really weird about one trading for a guy with Deshaun's baggage and make no mistake it's still there um I feel I also feel weird about stepping into a job with a roster that no question in my mind has some real holes like you got some nice skill position players but you got holes and trading away potentially three first round picks for a quarterback who I like, but there's going to be pushback and he, he didn't play last year and, and I'm not set to win yet. Um, I would rather have the ability to build a, a team. Uh, but the thing is right now, Kirk is forcing your hand. Like at some point in time, they're going to have to I either say, all right, dude, we're going to have to cut guys because we're going to allow you to play out your contract. Not because they refuse to extend them. But he's basically saying no, or we're going to trade you. So, like this, this cousins thing is going to have to come to a head here really quickly. And I don't think the direction it's going is is anything like they expected. I really don't. How did they not? How are they caught off guard by cousins being selfish and wanting to win the negotiation? Because Phil, we both have covered sports and seen this how many smart 
intelligent sports executives think, I can change that guy. I can either fix his style of play for coaches or executives who say, I can get through to him. And we, you know, the two of us have sat here for how long and said, Kirk's going to be Kirk. Like there are certain guys and and it goes beyond Kirk that both of us have covered, right? Who, you know, they're not going to change. Kirk's not going to change. He doesn't care if it's Adolfo Mansa, Spielman or Lombardi. He's driving the deal that he wants. And that's how he's wired. Does it make you, I get that the, the Vikings are in a little bit of a different spot than the Rams have been the last four or five years, but does it change your mind at all on trading first round picks for Watson that the Rams have built a Super Bowl champion over the last five years and they like have just punted first round picks for established players? When the timing is right, I love that. But I said but but to go back to 2019, I believe Collar and I, and perhaps you at, at the time, said go get Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Your 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 corner your cornerbacks are declining. This guy's a superstar. You are in a window. Go get him. And what did the Vikings do then? Oh, no, we can't. We uh, can't give up a first-round pick. We can't give up that. Um, I think the Rams have painted a beautiful picture of how you do this. I think the Vikings are past that point. Yeah, There should come a day again where the Vikings will be back there. But as of right now, my opinion about a Stafford-like exchange doesn't help the Vikings, they need so much more help. Um, I wish that the 2019 team had been more aggressive because I do think that there were moves there that that could have ultimately not just got you past the Saints, but San Fran too. Yeah. And unfortunate, but unfortunately, you know, Spielman and the guys love to dip their toe in and, and be like, ooh, it's sort of cold. I don't know if we should jump in. And so they didn't. They didn't. Those corners declined and it just got worse. Yeah. Uh, I, I have some really interesting deep dive analytical comparisons between Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson I want to share here. But why don't you just real quick here, tell the audience what you've been enjoying this weekend, I'm guessing. Uh, let's see. A deep dive below my desk. Hold on a second here. I, oh, look at this. We are right now joined by, yes, that's right, my favorite IPA, Surly Furious. Uh, deep dive. Who needs a deep dive when you can just enjoy the delicious taste of Surly? All the Surly brewing products are great. Furious IPA though. Now this is the bell cow. This is the this is the running back. Twenty five carries, ten receptions, and a bunch of good chip blocks that makes Surly Furious so delicious. And of course, as always, Phil, what should people do once they're drinking their Furious? Show us your cans on Twitter. Send us the pictures of your Surly cans. I've already seen like three this weekend since last night. Yeah, the, sending them in. It's these great. people are great. I love, love it. Um, all right, so these aren't necessarily perfect measurements but I, what i hate is when people just use the back of the football card stats like look at how many yards and touchdowns and right, all right i mean blake bortles threw for 4500 yards a few years ago and a bunch of touchdowns i mean ryan fitzpatrick puts up yards right so right. yards and touchdowns don't tell the whole story how are you in situations how are you you know in context third down opposing team knows you have to throw yes. how are you late in games when the team needs you down by 10 points, fourth quarter, right? So pressure's on. Uh, pressure's on, yeah. So QBR accounts for context. If you complete, and this is where Cousins has fallen very, very short in his career. When it's third and 12 and he completes an eight-yard pass to somebody, his passer rating goes up, his yards go up, right? But ultimately, it was an unsuccessful play. Mm-hmm. So QBR accounts for context. If you complete a 15-yard pass on third and 12, it counts more than an 8-yard pass on third and 12 or a 15-yard pass on third and 20. Sure. Uh, and then the other one I would throw out there, and this is one that, that front offices, the Browns, for instance, under Quasey, you know, when he led the research, well, he was higher up than the research department in Cleveland, but um, EPA, expected points added, is another one that NFL front offices use a lot. So let's start with QBR. Over the last four seasons, Kirk Cousins' average rank among NFL quarterbacks, 15th. This is kind of right about it's where Kirk. I always say, you know, lives. he's like the 14th best quarterback in the NFL. Yep. He's one of the 14 or 15 best quarterbacks in the world that right now, as soon as Aaron Rodgers puts the pen to paper, is the highest paid. That's the problem. Correct. Uh, Deshaun Watson is, uh, is 10th. He didn't play last year, but he's 10th in QBR on average over the past uh, four seasons. Okay. EPA, 
which again, this is one of the top metrics that NFL front offices like to look at, expected points added. Don't ask me how the sausage is made. That's for another day. But since 2018, Deshaun Watson is fifth behind Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Cousins is 17th. So again, not, not a train wreck, but it's right around average, and Deshaun Watson in the top five. Yeah. Second half EPA since 2018. Yep. Deshaun Watson is third behind Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes. Cousins, 21st, just behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. If you want to go just to third down, what is your third down success rate on pass plays? Meaning, what percentage of passes on third down became first downs? And again, this is when opposing teams know that you have to pass. You don't get to leverage play action. They're probably going to put pressure on you more often because they're pinning their ears back, right? you got to figure it out. Watson, ninth in third down success rate since 2018. Cousins, 21st. I think these things tell a, a, a pretty important story that by most measurements, when you look at like you know analytics and all-encompassing, when you get away from the back of the football card stats and put it into context, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson is a top 10 for sure quarterback, and a lot of these metrics would say that when, when it's, it's time to lean on your quarterback, he's top five. Yeah, he's because, a tremendous talent. I agree. And with Cousins, when you have, it's time to lean on Cousins, he tends to be worse in some of these situations and right. outside the top 15. Right. So, well, man. And, and this also c- comes back to through the statistical comparison that you just did, there's no way on God's green earth that Kirk Cousins should be atop the salary cap quarterback hit list. Yep. Like, that's the like, thing. Like, that's if, the if, problem. If we brought if, him down yeah. to, what, 10th or something? Well, Matt Stafford's cap hit was 20 million last year. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think if, this would be much less of a conversation. But people don't get people don't get though the fact. The fact is, no matter how we feel about Kirk and a potential extension, the longer extension that he did, the better it would be to do that. So yeah. now, now you can play around with 2022, yeah. 23, right? So like this is, this is not about. This is not just about statistical comparison it's how good can i make the team around you based on your abilities and if i could make the team like if i could go out and sign defensive guys right phil right and left like if i could go get them i'd, I'd be great because now you're back now your defense is great i just i feel like there's genuine confusion among some about what the conversation is here and it's about price points yeah yeah it's about it's about value yeah. I hate one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, "Why do you care what another person makes?" I yeah, don't. Let's replace it. the word dollars or salary with yeah. potato chips. Yeah. Okay, the Vikings get 200 million potato chips to spend on their players. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins eats the most potato chips, and he doesn't leave potato chips for other players to eat. And so it's harder to keep those players on the team when they want more potato chips. Right. Well, and and in my uh, fights today with the crusaders on twitter i've I've gone to calling him now quarterback x because i'm trying to remove the the human standpoint here yeah. like i'm not talking about like i hate this person or conversely i love him i'm talking about just personnel decisions like how can we get how can crazy and o'connell and the wilfs how can they get the minnesota vikings to be the best team they could possibly be and and if we're like but i Hold on a second. I love Thielen. Thielen's great. Or I love Kendricks. Kendricks. That's not the conversation that's going to get the team to be great. That's the conversation that's going to help them retain a player that people might like. But they all have to fit together at the right price point. But aren't they kind of doing that, or at least Kevin O'Connell, with Kirk Cousins? Yes. I mean, isn't, isn't Kevin O'Connell kind of doing that? I love he, Kirk Cousins. We worked together four years ago. He is. That's why I'm saying, Kevin, you got to remove that. Like, like you got to. But if it feels like somebody, and I don't know if it's O'Connell himself, somebody is pushing back and saying, well, if you won't do this, what are we supposed to do? Look, like they didn't just say, oh, screw it. We'll sign him. I mean, somebody or somebody's plural in that building have clearly been smart enough to, as they continue to go back and make proposals and Kirk's camp says, no, somebody's saying, okay, then, well, we can't do that deal, which I know drives you nuts, but, but I'm holding out hope that they're pretty, that, that there's a pretty smart person saying, here's what we can pay him. 
And Kevin, as much as you might like him, if he wants more, we can't do that and have you be successful. If they lock into another big money deal with Kirk Cousins, they're crazy. They are committing career suicide. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell will be fired after like two or three years. Maybe not two. I mean, they're not going to be like three wins bad, but and well, and Quasey's going to be stuck in Capel. Quasey has a four year contract. If in four years this team's not good, he's in huge trouble. I don't think they're going to wait this thing out again and again. That's why you can't put a premium on 22. Yeah. That's why what you need to do is is have this thing ascend and pop. Uh, but a four-year contract ain't a, ain't a long time. So, like, you are you are going to make your bed quarterback-wise here very quickly, which is my guess about why they've called on Watson to at least inquire because yeah. of all the stats that you just ran through, and he might be a – I might be the worst guy in the history of guys, but all the stats that you just ran through just from a football conversation and standpoint are going to be enticing. I mean, he, Deshaun Watson from a football perspective is the type of guy that can elevate, you know, a bad offensive line, elevate skill position players, get into a shootout and, and win games. And, And I'll give cousins credit. Cousins was better in some of these areas last year than he was the first three years as a Viking. But, uh, you know, he's 34 years old, man, and he wants to play contractual hardball. The 14th yeah. best quarterback in the NFL wants to play contractual hardball and be a top three paid quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. and and he also lacks intangibles. Mm-hmm. He lacks yeah. intangibles that I need in the locker room and on the field that at that position I think are necessary. And I'm not, you know, we probably didn't talk enough about this, but I'm not. I'm not sold on Deshaun Watson's intangibles, certainly based that's on the I, off the field what, behavior. You're right, but we you're know, right. but we know that he's a better quarterback. We know that he's a better player. So I think my last thought on this, and we should probably shut up here and and post this bad boy in case the news no, we're, shifts. We're live right now. We are live, but like uh, fans think, are enjoying you know, us. On, you know, the podcast audience is going to want to hear this too. Although I did cut myself shaving today, it's a little bit. Wouldn't have noticed that. Yeah. Hurts, a lot, hurts a little bit. I think my my last thought on this is, I. Have a hard time if 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 Deshaun Watson didn't have these twenty two civil lawsuits hanging over his head. On one hand, he wouldn't be available. I think they would have probably. Well, I guess he he tried to force his way out of Houston but he, a year ago. He'd so. be with another team right now. Yes, because this, yes, this would have happened. He last would have been year. traded last March. Yep. Um, if he, but let's say he was somehow available, you know, for the reasons that he tried to force his way out last year. Sure. Then it, I mean, it would be a no-brainer for me. I would be sitting on this oh. show, pounding the desk and stumping for this to happen. Totally with you. I'm not to that point because it's hard for me to get behind him as a human until I see more. Uh, but if they do pull the trigger on this trade, I will, I will gladly talk about it from a football perspective, and we can kind of decide, you know, where to go from there. So I'm yeah. just kind of, I'm kind of conflicted from a football perspective. It's a no-brainer for me, yep. but the, but the 22 civil cases make it really hard to get behind. So. so. So he demanded out of the Texans in January of 21 before all of this came down the pike. And we yeah. did shows, Phil. We did shows where we did pound on the table and say, yeah. make the trade, make the trade. Yeah. Um, my problem is twofold. One, from from the standpoint of how do you sell this? I think it's tough. I think in 2022, that's important. Um, so... I have a real problem with obtaining a guy who clearly has issues and possibly worse. I don't know. The second thing is with the Vikings going through changes now and, and with a new GM and new coach giving up the price that you would have to give up for Deshaun. I'm not in love with, I would be, if this team, if this was 18, I'd be like, well, let's do it. But Three first-round picks with a supposed strong quarterback uh, class coming out in 23. Three first-round picks and possibly more for a guy with as many question marks and personality. I would probably, and this might sound nuts, I would probably say no. Wow. I would probably say mm. no. But, hey, also, fix your Kirk problem. Yeah, I, and, and that's I mean, not a whole thing, different like, thing, but fix the Kirk problem, please. Like, I would – there's so much here. Like, I – if you could get, if the Colts 
I don't know where they stand in terms of like, are they in on Garoppolo? The Garoppolo thing is weird because he can't throw for like four or five more months. Yep. So you know, you're you're going to trade for Garoppolo, and then you're not going to be able to have him work out with his new team and his new receivers until preseason, basically. Yes. Yes. You, you can't do anything all off season. So, um, but if the Colts want to trade for Cousins, I do it with or without a Deshaun Watson trade in place. Oh yeah. So I I do it, and yes. then, well, who's going to play quarterback? Blank canvas. Meet him. He's got a he's got double zeros jersey. I've heard that. Yeah. Blank canvas. His I've name is Blank that. Canvas. It's going to be Hi. great. <laughs> I'm Mr. Canvas. I think too, <clears throat> from what we have read and heard in the past three days or so. It's my personal opinion that Kirk Cousins in this league right now, take Deshaun out because that's like the no trade clause. He's going to get moved. But I think among the, the the real available quarterbacks right now who played in 2021, Phil, I think Kirk Cousins is atop the list. I think Garoppolo is next. I think the fact that, that, that he's hurt and, and – as you just said, can't throw it till July. I think that scares teams, and I think it should. Yeah. And plus, if you think, okay, if I get this quarterback, I can I can change my team's fate. Teams are going to perceive Cousins, I believe, as a better fit than Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo has more intangibles, and he's not bad. But I think just as far as pure talent, you throw in the film of Kirk, and if you throw in the film at the right point of the game that you're watching – you're probably pretty enthralled. And Jimmy, you know, the Colts are moving off of Carson Wentz in part because he just he'll just go train wreck for a quarter and throw and, dumb and Jimmy will too. Jimmy's closer to that than Kirk is. Yep. You know, it's been I, I think I'm trying to think of the last time Kirk just like shipwrecked a game with interceptions. Maybe Falcons, San Francisco this last no, year, but the, I don't fa- know. the Falcons the Falcons two years ago. Falcons before the bye. When I think they dropped to one and five two years ago. Yep, his issues are less about train wrecking a game and more about just going into a shell when the yes. game's. And he doesn't do it every time, Crusaders. But the San Francisco game, mind bleeped him. Yep, it's no question in my mind. So, all right, well that's the that's the latest. The Vikings are, according to credible reports, very much interested in and discussing Deshaun Watson. Could be more tomorrow. God, I love I'm so excited right now. This is nuts, man. I mean, teams are going to start agreeing to deals with free agents on Monday in less than 48 hours. 11 a.m. Monday, I believe, is the start of the mm-hmm. legal tampering period. Oh, and, <laughs> and meanwhile, spring training is going to start. Hey, have fun with that baseball. <laughs> now, the Twins traded Mitch Garver today. So, yeah, I was uh, so very devastated. Well, thank you guys for, uh, for, for helping us build this purple daily empire you guys are awesome we have some of the best smartest funniest listeners and i know we didn't pop your comments up on the screen here but we were definitely watching them a lot of arguments a lot of people who think we're idiots and geniuses all in one we appreciate you guys that's probably true (laughs) they're both probably true this has been uh, it's not quite dark yet but this was uh unofficially a purple after dark edition of purple daily daily minnesota vikings entertainment we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die it's really not that much to ask for Thank you, guys. See you next time.